Hey, you guys, thank you for coming back to another Sunday fun day with Mimi Styles Life. Again, I appreciate all the support for our first episode as well as our Valentine's Day special. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to keep uh, the recording. It was kind of funky, so we didn't keep it on anchor, but it's okay. I appreciate everyone um, coming in support. So today we're going to talk about self-care. It is so important. It's one of the top things that has to happen in order to function like a regular human being, in my opinion. Having that time to yourself and having that time to really recharge and reset is so important to balance yourself and it keeps your mood uh, in a positive way. So my five top tips of self-care is what we're going to talk about this first segment. So the second segment is kind of interesting because I was on Facebook today and um, I was just, you know, just reading some comments and stuff. And one of my Facebook friends was announcing that they were having a divorce. So we're going to talk about that and the mixed reactions he was having. And I want you, definitely want your opinion about that, but we'll talk about that later. But now let's just jump right into our self-care. So the top five self-care tips that I have is number five, knowledge. Knowledge is so important to have. It is so important to always learn and educate yourself. And not necessarily you have to go into a class and actually relearn anything. But sometimes it's good to read a book that's it's informative, not fictional. It's always good to have fictional because it keeps your creative juices flowing. But sometimes you need something with um, more substance to it. You need to have some knowledge and expand yourself, whether it be about your health or even about your spirituality. And it's very important to reconnect to those things and always know how you can always better yourself. We're in the era of information. So information is always accessible. So you can always be in what I call a state of learning. It's good to know things, but it's always great to be learning because you're evolving constantly. Life changes. We go through stages in life. You're in your 20s. You're going through your second stage of life. And then you hit your 30s and you go through your third stage of life. And those things change you. The experiences change you. So you need better tools for the new changes that you're going through. So I always feel like knowledge is so important in expanding who you are as a person and is a vital tool in self-care. My number four, try something that you've always wanted to do. Step out of your comfort zone. That, it sounds like it doesn't fit, but it does because it shows you what you're capable of. If you've never tried it and you've always wanted to do it and you put yourself out there and you do it, then you're like, wow, if I can do this, I can do something bigger. So always be pushing yourself to do something new. Always try something new and do something that you've never done before. As long as it doesn't hurt you or anyone else, I say go for it. Try it. The worst that can happen is that you don't like it. 
So always try something new, I think is so important to do. And um, it's a good experience. You have, you might have a funny story or it might be disastrous, but you learn from it. And you see where your lines, uh, your borders are. Like, this is how far I'm willing to go. Or this is what makes me comfortable. Or I don't think I can handle that. And that's okay because you're learning about yourself. And the more you learn about yourself, the better you can care for yourself. Okay? Number three, know your body. It is so important to stay in tune with your body. I hear so often... Oh, I had this pain and I don't even know where it came from or I just got sick all of a sudden. Your body gives warning signals out, okay? It always tells you what's about to happen or what's going on with you. But we often are not in tune with ourselves. So get to know your body. Get acquainted one-on-one with each other, with your body. So I always say, and it's going to be the challenge of the week. I want this to be our challenge. You get a mirror, a full-length mirror. You can get one at Lowe's at $10, but most of us already have one. Get a full-length mirror. Be completely undressed. Okay? No clothes are allowed in this segment of the challenge. You stand in front of the mirror for two minutes. That's all it is. And you just look at your body. I don't want you to criticize your body. I want you to look at your body. Look at your features. Look at your eyes. Look at your lips. Look at your skin. Look at your body. Men and women can do this. Oftentimes, no one makes it past the first 30 seconds. So the challenge is to be in the mirror for two whole minutes two entire whole minutes set a timer for two minutes and look at your body and embrace your body get to know your body for a long time i uh was meeting people that was very uncomfortable with being undressed with themselves they never looked in the mirror while they were getting dressed or undressed and i always told them just go in the mirror one time and Add a couple minutes. Do it for a minute. Do it for two minutes. Every time you do it, add minutes. And for some people, it got them emotional and it had them break down because they could not handle it. And I don't want anyone to get depressed about this. You have support. I'm here to support you. But I want to hear what your reactions are to this challenge. So I want you to get to know your body. And every time you do it, add a minute to your time because getting to know your body helps you more in tune with your body. You can better care for your body when you're more in tune with it. It's uh, so important when you are in tune with your body, you know what's going on. No one can tell you what's wrong with you because you already know. Like for me, especially when I was pregnant, I knew when was something was wrong because I stayed in tune with myself. And I knew when I was about to go in labor, I knew when something wasn't sitting right with me or I was having issues. And the doctor would always tell me, I'm the doctor, I know what I'm doing or I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. 
but you don't know my body. So get to know your body. Look at your imperfections and your perfections. No one has the perfect body. So let's get that straight. It's okay not to be perfect. There are things about my body I don't like, but I still appreciate them because I know why they're there. I birthed and gave life to three beautiful children. And I'm okay with all my lumps and bumps and scars and stretch marks and whatnot. And I'm okay with that. But a lot of people aren't okay with that. And we need to start getting comfortable with that part about ourselves. Get comfortable with your body. So that's the challenge. Stand in the mirror completely naked. Two minutes. Doing it for two minutes. And I want you some feedback. Leave me a message and tell me what it did for you and how it make you feel. And we'll discuss it on our next sec- uh, next uh, episode. So number two is be spiritually connected to yourself and your higher power. I don't um, really tell anyone who to believe in. Some people believe in God or Allah, whoever you believe in. Be spiritually connected and spiritually uh, balanced. That is so important in self-care. Oftentimes, we think if we make ourselves up, makeup on, nail polish, and all that stuff, we're good. That's all we need for self-care. And that's not the case. We need spiritual care as well. We neglect that a lot. We put a lot of negative energy that pollutes our spirit and our souls and it has us react in horrible ways so it's always important to have that that spiritual balance and having a routine for that is really important like for me and I have to admit I have to get back into the into that my routine I wake up early in the morning I do my meditation I say my prayers, I do my yoga, and it's all a part of my spiritual routine to keep me balanced. It's a part of my self-care that I have to do to keep myself balanced, and it's so important to do that. So that is my number two. It's so important, spiritual care and connection to yourself. And the one is most important of all is loving yourself. Love who you are, your your flaws, your strengths, everything. You have to love who you are. If you don't, then you won't be able to properly love anyone else. You have to um, learn to be okay with being with you. A lot of people are in relationships because they are afraid of being alone with themselves. You have to be okay with being with yourself and alone with yourself. And a part of that is because we don't give ourselves enough love. We criticize our uh, us, ourselves a lot. We um, Oftentimes I have people come in my chair. They don't think they're pretty. They don't think that they have any really good features. They think they're just ugly. And the only thing that's going for them is their hair. And I have to constantly tell them, you're beautiful. 
and I point to them what is beautiful about them and they look at themselves and they say I never really knew that about me or I never thought about it like that or I didn't think I was pretty and that comes from not loving yourself you have to love on yourself more than anybody else no one should love you more than you do you should love yourself enough to take care of yourself so those are my top five things knowledge trying something new knowing your body be getting spiritually connected and most of all loving yourself okay so the challenge i want to hear from you guys even i don't know care how long as it takes you to do it the challenge is two minutes in the mirror i call it the reflection Look at your reflection. Love on your reflection. Talk to you and yourself. It's okay to talk to yourself. As long as you're not talking to people that aren't there. And they're responding. So talk to yourself. Look at your body. Look at your eyes. Look at your lips. Look at your hips. Look at your toes. Look at every part of your body. Look in that mirror for two minutes straight. I don't want you to go past that. If you enjoying yourself, then go right ahead. But two minutes only. I just want you to do that and tell me how you, what it did for you, how to make you feel, or if you made it to the two minutes. If you didn't make it to the two minutes, it's okay. I don't want you to hurt yourself, but I want to try. I want you to try to get as closest to the two minutes as possible. Even if you cry, get the tears out and still look at yourself, okay, and love on yourself, okay. All right. So the next topic is coming up soon. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Okay, everyone. So this segment, we're going to talk about something I seen this morning. It caused me to want to do a a discussion about it. So I was looking through Facebook, you know, scrolling and I seen a friend of mine, an old classmate's status say that he was celebrating his divorce. So it was some mixed comments about it. So I read a couple of the comments and was trying to see where it was going and everyone was happy for him. And then there was one particular person that just kind of tried to go in on him how he should uh, not be so happy about getting a divorce and how he needed to try and put more effort into it. And here's my thing and my opinion about that. When you're in a relationship with someone, outside opinions really don't matter. If you're unhappy in a relationship, do not stay in a relationship that makes you miserable and unhappy that doesn't do any good for anyone and I felt like because he did express in the beginning he was kind of he was upset that it was happening but through the process he realized that it was needed and I don't I'm not you know everybody should get a divorce if If you feel like you have to get a divorce, if you're getting married for the wrong reasons, absolutely don't get married. But sometimes divorce is necessary 
for a person's personal progress. And that relationship can become toxic if it's not properly taken care of or if it just doesn't need to be. And it's okay for that. A lot of people are still stuck on that. If you get a divorce, you're sinning, you're going to go to hell, and you just got to stick with it no matter what. And we're going to go into marriage and relationships on another episode, but I felt like this needed to be addressed because so many people have opinions on how you should handle your relationship. No one knows what happened between him and his significant other. So there's no telling what caused them to get to the point where he couldn't take it or she couldn't take it or whatever it may have been. You have to learn to uh, agree to disagree and support that person. Because sometimes it's still hard for a person to let that situation go, but they know what's, they know that it's needed. They know it's important to, um, evolve from that situation. So I definitely want your opinion on that. When the relationship gets bad, do you stay there and uh, try to fix it? Now, if you've made efforts to try to fix it, right? And it's still not working. Do you still stay simply to keep the image of being married up? Because a lot of people do that. Like, this might sound weird, but I watch a lot of the investigation discovery shows. So, there, of course, there are a lot of murder shows and murder mysteries. And a lot of times, the man or the woman is trying to cover up what's going on in the relationship just to keep a certain image up. They don't want people to see them not being perfect or doesn't want anyone to question what's going on because it is a toxic relationship. So my question is, do you stay when you've done all you can or is it time to go? Is it time to sign the papers? I had a client, she's going through something like that. And I just see, even though it was hard, I can see how she's starting to blossom and glow because she's starting to learn how to just take care of herself. A lot of times when you're in a relationship and it's becoming toxic, you are trying to just keep the peace. And and keeping the peace is making you miserable. And I would never want anyone to be in a situation where you're constantly in a state of misery just to say that you are married. Now, I do give props. My grandparents were married for over 65 years. That is a blessing beyond itself. But a lot of the relationships in this era and nowadays, they don't, they're not as committed as they should be or their intentions for the relationship isn't really 100%. Some people get with each other because of that infatuation stage and they think that's how it's going to be forever. And it's not. You have to get down to the real, everyday life. 
you know, of course, you're still going to be in love with a person. And sometimes you are not in that infatuation stage. You're sometimes in the friend zone in a relationship and it's okay. But can you bounce back from that? Can you really keep the relationship intact without um, being miserable and being unhappy? That's my question. I want some feedback for that. Because it really kind of bothered me how this lady was trying to go in on him about getting a divorce. And you can hear, you can, you can see in his comments that it was, it was a bittersweet situation. Of course, no one wants to get divorced to the love of their life. Absolutely. But also at the same time, you can see that he learned from the situation and he was okay with letting it go. And to be in that state is a sign of maturity as well as evolving as a person. You've learned what you don't want and what you want in life and you don't want to be miserable. You want to be with someone that supports you. You want to be with someone that is giving you what you're giving them. And I never liked the concept of be love uh, be with somebody that loves you more than you love them. That is the craziest concept in the world. I would never want anyone to do that because that can that's breeding ground for obsession. That's that's for sure breeding ground for obsession to have someone so in love with you that they they only want you and, and there's nothing wrong with that but it, it it's a line it's a very thin line that you can that can be easily crossed when they feel like they've been played like I've given you everything that I have and this is how you do me you didn't even love me the same way I loved you so we have to look at it as well is it selfish uh, are you being selfish for wanting to do better is that, you know, we got to ask that question too. So it's a couple of questions I want some feedback on. But definitely, I didn't think it was okay to be so upset with a person for trying their best and realizing it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Be happy for that person. You never know what opportunity is going to come for them. They might be, somebody else might be in the same situation. And then you seen that his friends was like, you know, those were the best two words I ever, um, ever had. Like, yes, I'm so happy that I got my divorce because I don't think it was just marriage or it might've been. So I want your opinion. Is it marriage that makes people think like, I never want to do this again? Or is it the person that you're married to make you feel like I don't want to do this ever again so is it the concept of marriage or the person that you're marrying making the experience what it is so we're gonna we're gonna discuss that so okay I'm so happy that you've come and uh, listened in please drop a comment leave your opinions I check all the voice messages you might be even put on the episode the next episode when we're talking about this again I definitely want your opinion um, about uh, about that it was really really um, interesting 
how everyone's response was. You had some people that were sad, of course. They probably seen them all the time, but again, you never know what happens in a relationship. So you can't really knock the person. All you can do is wish the best and support them in their decision. And then you had this really upset person that just was just trying to vent. And then you had people that was ready to throw him a doggone parade. And I don't knock you, okay? I don't knock nobody for what they do. So, of course, every episode, I'm going to always support a small uh, business. It's important. We are, I think America's founded on small businesses, mom and pop shops. If if it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't have a JC Penney's, a Little Caesars. It always started small. It started from somewhere. So I'm always down to support small business owners and artists, local artists. Please contact me. I love it. Um, my cousin, shout out to Coast Wild. He is doing his thing. I love it. I'm, I'm supporting you all the way. But today we're going to talk about Miss Valerie. She has destination stress relief. Her telephone number is 313-334-0047. She does awesome. She's the cleaning lady that also cleans the muscles. She does these deep tissue massages that are magic. She used to be my dance instructor. Matter of fact, she's always going to be my dance instructor, okay? And I would get these uh, cramps in my neck from an injury I had uh, years ago. I got into an accident and I injured my neck. And I had, uh, I always get these really bad muscle spasms in my back and in my neck to the point where it feels like I have rocks in my shoulders and it hurts really, really bad. So one day, my hands and my arms were really, really numb and I knew it was because the nerve was being pinched because of the tension on my muscles. So she said, it might hurt a little bit right now, but it's going to feel much better later. So I was like, okay, let me brace myself. So she gave me this deep tissue massage that, oh my God, it changed my life. I felt relief. I literally felt relief in my face in my arms, in my back. I even felt it in my feet. And she was just going and she was just swiping all the negative energy out my body and the negative tension in my muscles. And she walked away and I looked at her and I thought, I was like, oh my goodness, those are miracle hands. And she said, just drink some water and you'll be fine. And usually when I get those type of massages, uh, I'm really, really sore the next day. So I was bracing myself to be really in in a lot of pain, and I wasn't. It felt so good. I didn't have a migraine for, I think it was like months went by without me having a migraine. So destination stress relief, I for sure recommend her. She is awesome. Those hands are blessed and gifted with healing. I'm telling you, I... That's probably the best massage I've had in a, in my life because I went to massage therapy for a long time and it was good, but there was nothing like this, Miss Valerie. Okay, her number again: three one three 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 four zero zero four seven. You can contact her and get more information about 
uh, all her services because she is a cleaning lady as well. But get all get contact her and get some information and and definitely get one of those massages. I always recommend it. Okay, so definitely leave all your comments. I'll see you next week and we'll discuss some more things about what's going on in the world and what's going on in my life. Happy Black History Month. One thing I have to say about that really quick. For the longest, I used to get really bothered by the fact that it never went past slavery. Black history was never going past slavery. We never talked about the kings and queens and all the people that came in existence before slavery. So I was watching a Kevin Hart Netflix special and it clicked to me. It Black history started at slavery. Not African or people of color's history started at slavery. Black history started at slavery. And that's what made me realize. That's why it doesn't go past that. But we need to do more. We need to um, expound more and teach our children that everyone wasn't a slave. Not everyone was a slave owner. There were so many things because in other parts of the world, I'm not sure if they celebrate Black History Month. So we need to find out. I want to find that out. If they celebrate Black History Month in Europe or in Africa, what do they celebrate? Because it's an American holiday. So they're celebrating the history of Blacks in America. So does it really start as slavery or can it start before then? Because there were indigenous people here before slavery started. So it, I guess it does start before slavery. So give me your comments. Let me know how you feel. Talk to me. Okay. So I'll see you guys next week and enjoy the rest of your week and be safe out here. It's going to get cold again. It's going to get warm again. If you live in Michigan, but wherever you are, stay safe, be peaceful, love yourself and make sure you do the reflection challenge. Talk to you soon.